Content warning. The Spells and Whistles 10 Candles miniseries utilizes the 10 Candles game system, and it is a game designed to have a tragic ending. As such, the following content warnings apply to this episode and the others in this series. Themes of horror, depictions of descent into insanity, compulsions, death, betrayal, apocalyptic events, disturbing imagery, character death, PvP, and unhappy endings. Listener discretion is advised. Um, so it looks like you can travel towards the left, you can travel center, or you can travel towards the Or you can off-road. I don't know. I'm not the boss of you. We go back the way we came. <laughs> we go back to the camp because we were told not to leave, and we're rule followers. <laughs> nerds. Yeah, we're scientists. What do you expect? Professional nerds. Welcome to Spells and Whistles, normally a D&D 5e podcast, but today a little something different. Uh, my name is Meg, I'm going to be your gamekeeper for the evening, uh, and with me I have our lovely players. I have Jay from the pod, and Anastasia from the pod, and a special new guest with us today, uh, Bunny. Would you like to introduce yourself to us? Oh my god, where am I? Um, hey, I'm Bunny. (laughs) Um, you can find me on the internet, uh, at places. Uh, I don't really make very much anymore, but if you're so inclined to follow me, at, uh, Mostly Punk on pretty much everything. I'm that's excited cute. to be here. Wait, Happy I like Pride. That. That's, that's yes. cute. <laughs> They're so amazing. Oh I, I love them so much. Everyone should go and follow her immediately. Yeah. Um, when you get you know, a massive wave of followers from our huge fan base. Our in the super next popular month. podcast. I, am I famous yeah. now? Super, super popular. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can call my mom. I'll be right back. We're actually going uh, on a live show tour in a week. So, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Am I the opener? Which, is that how this works? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're uh, okay. in it now for, for the long run. Um, Although we yeah, weren't supposed for... to tell you until 24 hours before yeah. the show because it just like makes oh, it funnier. Right, 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 but right. like, so no, like you just I'm have to pretend you. that you don't know what's going on. But were you? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, where am I? Me? No. I just oh. Uh... <laughs> well, actually, this episode is backlog, so we already went on tour. So oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So right, right, right. It was so good. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I super love that part when um, we were doing our podcast <laughs> and someone said, that's not a D20, that's a hamster in a ball. It was mm-hmm. great. And we said, we said, get with the times. Yeah. I, <laughs> have you guys seen this that? This is a horror game. What are we doing? <laughs> have you guys seen that, tic- that TikTok of the guy who uses the like bingo ball? Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is D20. So good. Yes. It's, really good it's okay. We're getting our laughs out now because we're gonna be yeah, we yeah. gotta be serious. So so like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just, just get it all out. Everyone's right, gonna right, get right, a party right, chortle right. real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Um, I can make the best laugh track. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, yes, so today we are not going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. We are going to be playing one of my favorite tabletop roleplay games. This is a game called Ten Candles. Um, I think this game is so exquisite. And if you want to play it for yourself, which I think everybody should, you can get it from cavalrygames.com slash ten dash candles. Um, this is a very cool, very unique game. It is horror themed. Um, and if you're running horror games at your table, just make sure that you're using safety tools. We have been uh, talking behind the uh, behind the microphones uh, per se to make sure that this is going to be mm -hmm. a fun and safe experience for everybody, even if I'm scaring the socks off of them. So, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll see how that goes. I Any other podcast business or are we just set to get going? I want you I to kill us. Follow our socials yeah. if you don't want to throw it oh, in yeah. at the end, because that's going to be a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a mood ruiner. Join our <laughs> Discord. Yeah. You're um, all dead. You... Hey, follow us on the internet. <laughs> <Anyway>. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, you can follow us at Spell... Oh, yeah, you I got it. You got it. You got it. Head. You can do it. You can find you us on it. Instagram mm -hmm. and also uh -huh. TikTok uh -huh. at uh -huh. Spells and Whistles Pod. Nailed it. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter at spells underscore whistles meg definitely didn't look at their phone but yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> it's one of those things Silly. where i just recognize the like the user um like picture i'm like hey spells yeah. and whistles. i don't know what the handle is anyway. um, my friends also me <laughs> my friends me waking up and looking at the mirror every day so much especially that anastasia person though she's so cool <laughs> We love a self-confident queen. <laughs> um, oh my god! Without any further ado, oh, also, sorry, one more thing, I, one more ado. Um, <laughs> this game is written and created by Stephen Dewey, a fabulous game creator. So be sure to um, acknowledge that. Thank you, Stephen. We love you, Stephen Dewey. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. <sighs> Got our last ado out. So ado. Here we are. A Dewey, am I right? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fabulous, that's a wrap. This is gonna go really well. <laughs> All right. We're very serious geese here. Bringing it in. Flaming Cliffs State Park, located in the Southwest United States, is famous for the way the red rock seems to glow in the sunlight. You had seen it yourself while on a field study. The hoodoos and the sheer cliffs were glorious, especially that first day you had arrived, the golden hour before the sun set, casting the valley in a rosy luminosity. That day seems like forever ago, but it's only been ten days. Ten days ago, the sky became completely overrun by smoke. At first it rolled in slowly, accompanied by the occasional ashfall. The sun, shielded by smoke, began to glow red, and before you knew it, it lost the ability to pierce the smog filling the sky at all. No stars can be seen. All communication with satellites has been lost. The sun has gone dark. Five days after the sun seemed to vanish, you began to hear things moving, howling, screaming in the dark, whether human, animal, or perhaps something more sinister. You couldn't tell. Things started slowly. People from your field groups went for water and stopped returning. Any attempts at tracking their steps in the sand seemed to lead you in circles, right back to camp. In the dark of the day and the dark of the night, movement catches your eye, but the second you pan your light over, it vanishes. 
It has been a few tense days, and in a camp of academics, you're on edge with the knowledge that you only know two things. They fear the light, and they're coming for you. Your team leads, Hugo Lawrence and Chantelle LaRue, have encouraged everyone to stay together in camp. But with no water and very little food left, you know to stay is to die. The three of you, though from different backgrounds and professions, are prepared to leave camp in hopes of finding a way to survive, to reach civilization, if any such thing still remains. You know if you ask permission to leave, you will not be granted it. So you're leaving in the dead of night. Each of you was given a small field recorder at the beginning of your stay, and I will now give you each an opportunity to record one final message to your team, your family, your friends, whomever may come into possession of the recorder once you leave. We'll begin with our resident chemist, Logan Santana. Yeah, Logan is rather tall at like six foot one. She has white hair that she has kept up in a button that is just like super messy at this point. She is wearing like mostly black clothing, rather like goth <laughs> probably in the 10 days before this, um, and then got stuck with these clothes. So she's just kind of in these uh, torn up like pieces of clothing that were probably partially intentionally torn up by like the creators of the fabric or the clothing. And then uh, it's partially torn up because of uh, trying to survive this situation. Um, and she does not look like a scientist in a normal sense. Um, uh, very much like too cool for school vibes if she was still in school, but she's not. Um, I've been looking for chemical anomalies and I can't find any. It's just ash. I've been looking at it for five days, hoping something was going to change. But, um, it didn't. Sand is still sand, and ash is still ash, so... Um, probably out of a job. Doesn't really matter anymore. Um, so... Move out of here if you can. We're not here anymore. We will now move over to Bailey. Bunny, would you like to introduce your character? Oh, I would love to, Meg. Thank you. <laughs> I am playing Bailey Graham. She's 32, a uh, botanist, as we established. Um, mousy brown hair, braided off to one shoulder, um, matching mousy brown eyes, um, very doe-like. She's got soft dimples on both cheeks. She's about five, six, five, seven on a good day. <laughs> She's wearing a linen white shirt, kind of the button-up style to block off some of the sun and also keep her cool as possible. I guess it doesn't really matter anymore, but that's what she packed. Uh, her staple is always to wear tweed pedal pushers and some prairie boots, um, nice. worn leather prairie boots. And what message does she leave for her recorder? I think in true Bailey fashion, she kind of breathes a little too heavily too close to the microphone or close to the recorder in the beginning. Oh, oh, it's, oh, I guess it's on now. Um, hey, Elliot, uh, uh, it's, it's weird to say that I miss you. I've only been gone a couple of days, but, um, 
I wish, I wish I had not gotten this spot. It's a little late for that now, but y you know, things are, well, I was going to say something hopeful, but I don't, I don't really think there's a lot going for the sky right now. I, uh, hope you're watering my plants like I asked. Um, in any case, uh, we've, we've got to go soon. So, um, I love you. Don't, don't forget to feed the fish. Jay, would you like to introduce, uh, our final player character for the night? Ab, absolutely. Cassidy Naramore is a paleontologist. Um, she is a fairly short woman, think like 5'3". <laughs> she it looks like a breeze would knock her over. Not very muscular, uh, a little bit hunched in the shoulders just from many, uh, many years of education and being out on the field. She has long blonde hair that is braided down her back. Um, she has a very similar white sort of button-up situation that she's sewn on her own gold buttons onto, and she has her sleeves rolled up past her elbow. It's covered in just the dust from the night winds of the surrounding area with a red handkerchief around her uh, neck and a pair of tan um, suspenders that sort of help keep her whole outfit together. You can see where it's been meticulously pinned up, hemmed, and rips have been sewn, but you can only see that if you look close enough. That's how much detail she's paid attention to it. I think she starts the recorder and there's a few seconds of silence as she sort of breathes in. Um, uh, Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Um, it's been a long, almost a, a week now, I want to say. Um, and I, um, I, I just gotta go. I know that's hard to believe, but I, I waited until, uh, a group of people were willing to go with me, um, so, to, to help with that, um, um, I, I, I won't be alone, um, I know to, to understand the unknown, we must push forward, and, um, even if it's scary, so, we've all sacrificed too much to let it remain unknown. I'll see you on the other side. So now we are going to set the stage. We are going to set our truths. Uh, there will be 10 truths. And we'll just go in a circle saying truths until we get to the end. And just for my own clarification, these are things of like what happened in the interim, right? Yes, it can be uh, previously established thing. Well, things that would have been previously established in game. It can be uh, things that have transpired between your recording and when we're picking up on our scene. Anything that you want to make canon, this is your opportunity to do so. Let us begin. These things are true. The world is dark. Before leaving their camp, 
our trio was able to snag three long-distance walkie-talkies so that they could communicate long distances. We are packed and ready to leave. Hugo's light was still on when we left. You have traveled about two miles in the dark, in the quiet. This is hard. Um, You're good. This is the hardest part of the game. (laughs) Um, There's also a lot of them, and we have not told a story yet. (laughs) Yes. During that time, we have learned how to survive on our own, living off of what's left of the little land. We have three extra batteries. We found a field journal from one of the people who disappeared from our camp. Um, As you are walking, you know that you are approaching one of the um, water springs that you, during normal times, would go to to filter water. Using landmarks and the notes of the field journal we found, we've been able to map the areas we have walked through. And, and we, we are, are alive. alive. I'll sync that up super nice. <laughs> super we gotta do yes. it ten times, so it's good. And we <laughs> are alive. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, based on these truths, um, you're walking through. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's a perfect canyon just yet. Um, there are red rock walls on either side of where you are walking. Um, but it doesn't feel claustrophobic in the way that, uh, like, slot canyons tend to feel. Um, normally, you would be able to see uh, lush green foliage against the red rock. Um, however, in the darkness, with your lights, your torches, uh, not like... Sorry, I work with British people, and it's infecting my vocabulary. Um, <laughs> with your flashlights, um, you are just kind of seeing lots of wilty... Um, kind of uh, tracks. You know where you are, you know sort of what the surrounding landscape looks like. Um, What is your goal? I will let you discuss that as a group and begin our scene. Well, if we were walking toward this water source, we are gonna need food too. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. the next goal. Yeah. Uh, figure out a way to sort of get enough resources to sustain us because we don't know what lies ahead, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Logan is going to pick up a, like, a wider, flatter piece of wood. She can find it. And a rock and try to carve out, like, a little sort of scoop of sorts. I don't think I'll make you roll for that. That should be easy <laughs> enough for you to do. Um, like a like a ladle almost. My goal is to make some sort of vessel that can hold a, a medium amount of water that we could potentially try to like filter ourselves by boiling it or doing something of that sort. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that that works. Um, and you can kind of be working on that as you uh, continue walking through the desert. Are you talking at all now that you're farther from camp, or are you more in just kind of tense uh, straits here? Um, it's a great question. I think, uh, based off of Cassidy's nature, she's very much like a, we're here to get out, but also knows of the dangers and is trying not to get 
too incredibly attached to people. So I think she would discuss just like, um, maybe we should, um, go find some wear for shelter or something soon. Just so we're not, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, after we find food. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm filtering water right now, so we have that. Much appreciated. Thank you, Rebecca. The spring that you're at currently, it is not flowing as quickly as you're used to. To collect as much as you would like to, like, fill up your canteens all the way um, may take some time. Um, but if you're willing to uh, do that, then you are welcome to. I may take time. Are we talking, like a few hours or like uh wilderness survival moment here that you all would know uh in game the best way to go about filtering um is to set up you know you have your sand layer and then you have your rocks layer and or your rocks and then your sand and then like finer filtering things and you run water through it usually in like a water bottle to like filter out any impurities um so it's a slow going process especially if you're filtering through like fine stones like sand so i would say that like to fill up one water bottle will take probably about 30 minutes so in total it would take probably an hour and a half okay this is going to take a minute so does anyone want to look for food while i do this give me your um canteens I'll fill them up uh cassidy will hand hers off i can go try my best and she will go look for anything edible in the area I would like you to roll a roll for me, a conflict roll. So you're going to roll 10d6. Any number of sixes is going to be a success. Any die that roll uh, on a one will be pulled from our dice pool for the rest of the scene. Okay. Okay. I rolled two ones, so two are out. Okay. So everyone else who has their pool of dice at home, make sure that you're removing that and keeping uh, tabs on that as well, since we're not playing all in person. I rolled three sixes. Nice. Okay. Perfect. You have narrative control now. I don't have any dice that I can roll yet. So you are going to be, uh, you'll be just kind of uh, narrating what happens next. I think that in her time, just in the general area, there's not a lot of actual like animal animals to really harvest for meat stuff but i think that there's like bugs and there's probably some like snakes and stuff and so i think just uh setting tiny traps to sort of collect a few of these i don't think she's able to catch any snakes i think that they're too fast and even though she's a very patient person it just ends up not paying off in the time she has allotted but she's able to collect various edible bugs and maybe some like roots to sort of sustain for the next little bit. It's not good food, but it's food nonetheless. Yeah, I'm gonna say that in the time it takes you to do that, um, will probably be like a good 30, 40 minutes of that chunk of time. While Cassidy is out doing that, Bailey, what, what are you doing to fill the time? Kind of in the same vein, I think she's gonna look for any plants that she can collect for medicinal purposes, like maybe aloe vera or of the like um maybe some dried reeds in case god forbid they need to you know keep keep the blood in not to be mm-hmm. super gross or anything but okay. yeah just just looking for makeshift items in her botanist wisdom i guess <laughs> yes please feel free to uh roll me a conflict roll 
So Amazing. you're rolling uh, eight dice now. Since we've lost two. All right, and any six is a success? Any number of sixes, yeah. Even if okay. it's just one. I have one. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> uh, did you roll any ones? Oh, one. Okay, so pull one from your pools, please. I would say that you all kind of congregate at the end of this hour and a half. Uh, canteen's full, probably a little bit grainy from the residual sand, but as far as you can tell, um, purified, and I imagine you had like iodine tablets or something you can dissolve in your water and shake around for the next little bit to kill any bacteria, any, um, any bad stuff in there for you. So your canteens are full and you are ready to continue. As you get going, you sort of enter like the end of where you know. Other than like the sort of ATV ride up into where you were staying, this is about as far as any of your like exploring, any of your logging was happening. You were reaching that end uh, kind of area. You see a couple of different trailheads meeting at where you are on the trail. So it looks like you can travel towards the left, you can travel center, or you can travel towards the right. The left seems to be a more planty area. You see lots more scrub oak and manzanita. Sorry, this is my opportunity to flex my Southwest plant knowledge here. Um, <laughs> lots of like woody plants that normally could provide a little bit of shade in the sun. Less important now, I suppose, but more plant growth on the left. Towards the middle is sort of where the um, canyon continues. Uh, it begins to get more narrow as you go, and you believe that if you travel farther down this way, you'll get into like water crossing, not crazy high levels, but something to consider. And on the right, it seems to increase in elevation and sort of make its way up towards the rim of the canyon. So those are the three options that you have. Or you can off-road. I don't know. I'm not the boss of you. We go back the way we came. Um. <laughs> we go back to the camp because we were told not to leave and we're rule followers. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, we're scientists. What do you expect? Literally. <laughs> Professional nerd. Are we also all, all play D&D together, so... Mm. That's, yeah. That should have been one that's of your one of, truths. That's one of the next ones. We got, we got nine more rounds Yeah, that, we, got, so. yeah exactly. we got so many We'll truths. get through the whole campaign in this game, right? <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Everyone, roll initiative. <laughs> My fake character's fake character. <laughs> um, suddenly, a monster comes and eats you right now. And, oh, um, in the game. Wow. Right? wow. In the, in in the, the game, game, of course. In the game's campaign. For realsies. Oh. No, if you die in your life, you die in the game, so. Oh, my That's gosh. how it works. <laughs> I think Logan takes a look at like the three pathways and looks back at her her traveling companions it's like we have options obviously but being higher up normally feels like a decent idea but it gets really dark up there a lot of ash not good for our lungs i also feel like we're mo more exposed up there there's going to be less places for us to duck and cover if anything comes our way so um yeah but we were also looking for shelter so um maybe using the canyon wall as a sturdy back would be good i mean you guys know we're gonna get up to a water crossing of some sort so we'll have to deal with that but i'm worried about being between two immovable walls 
That's fair. I do. I guess it's a, a question of if we make it harder for ourselves, do we also make it harder for the whatever they are? Yeah. Maybe. I hope so. Okay, Canyon it is. I think Cassidy follows behind everyone and just sort of smiles to herself at the thought that canyons mean layers of rock and layers of rock means discovery. And she's gotten her way. Hmm. I think Bailey along the way will pick up any little bits of dried you're gonna have to work with me here. I don't know anything about the Southwest. Sure. Uh, moss or dry Yeah, if you are in a canyon or... where there is going to be water, there will be moss, absolutely. Lovely. She's going to pick that up to kind of uh, prepare for any kindling they might need. Mm. Really clever, I like that. You can definitely find yes. some like dried pieces of wood from like juniper trees that just were not hardy enough. Um, you're able to find a lot of like stringy bark um, that should be great. So yeah, feel free to write that She'll down. She'll tie it to the top of her pack and just like hold the strings over her shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Perfect. Um, yeah, and you continue down toward the uh, center. Um, you're walking on a steeper incline, and the sand uh, kind of gives way to larger pieces of, like, shale and rock. Who is taking point here? We have Bailey in the back. Who, uh, Logan would I be think up front, that's probably Logan. <laughs> yes. Would you roll me a conflict roll, please? Yep. Go, go, go. You're going to do, you're gonna do so nights. well. It's going to be great. You got this, bestie. Come yes, on. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Two sixes, no ones. Yes. Yes! Very good. And okay. that's on being the group goth. So you have um, narrative control as you trek down this sort of steeper incline as you go deeper and like lower into the like sort of shoot here. There are a lot of points where Logan is just being very careful and making sure that the places that even if they look pretty solid, shale rock breaks really easily into its layers. So she takes the time to like make sure that each step that she's taking down is either in the center of some rock so that the likelihood is way less or if we have to go to the edge of some rocks that like the shale doesn't break i think a couple of times it does and like you see some of the um, pieces like tumble downwards a little bit further um but she caught it so she doesn't fall and hope and her companions don't either nice very good yeah, you kind of make it past this uh, steeper moment, and it sort of levels out again. From where you are now, you can kind of see, um, like, runoff and water beginning to kind of pool and accumulate down here. It has some flow. If you were to continue forward, you'd be walking with it rather than against the flow of the water, um, which is easier than, you know, what it could be. And uh, you can sort of hear that soft trickling. You can hear... A few cicadas or crickets here and there, something that you hadn't heard much of back at camp, and you hear a shrill, squealing cry somewhere. The way that the sound travels through the rocky terrain off of the canyon walls, you're not sure where it's coming from, but it reminds you of the ever-present danger around you. You continue your way forward, and as you go, you see footprints uh, they look to be from hikers. They look like boots. 
it seems that these footprints carry on uh, forward as well. Well, it looks like we weren't the only ones who had this idea, hmm? Oh, you found that journal, right, Bailey? Yeah. Kind of just trails off after, I guess, four days ago? Mm-hmm. I doubt they took anything useful then. Does uh, the journal have anything in there about it? The maybe a loud, high-pitched scream like the one we heard recently? Or is that a canyon special? Um, it's mostly their own thoughts, as far as I can tell. There's landmarks and stuff, how we, you know, used that before, but mm. nothing about squeals or screams or anything that I can see. But you're more than welcome to look through. Uh, yeah, yeah. if you don't mind, I would love to sure. take a look at what they found. I think that she's reading through, and you can see that she's taking her time and reading each page. Um, but her eyes seek, and she flips through, and I don't think she finds anything. She closes it. Hmm. Yeah, just a bunch of rocks and stuff. Um, thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. Normally, I feel like that'd be kind of exciting, but, you know. <laughs> no, normally, it is. Good. Maybe when uh, we get out of here, we'll, uh, I don't know, try and get it published or something, whatever is left out That's there. That's actually really smart. Absolutely, yeah. My uncle's actually a publisher, so oh, I can wow. send it off and we can, yeah, that would be cool. Awesome. My, I have a cousin who's a patent lawyer, too, so maybe we can, uh, oh, you know. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll put all three, our, three of our names on it. It'll be great. Yeah, We'll make so exactly. much money. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Logan is just giving Bailey, like, a sort of subtle side eye when she says my uncle is a publisher I'm like interesting like I wonder how helpful that's been to you personally <laughs> I just say like uh-huh sure yeah in true himbo fashion you know right over the head she's like yeah uh-huh it would be so cool right yeah for sure we have to leave first though we will probably yeah are you using your flashlights as you travel ooh maybe that's a one great at a time question yeah whoever's in uh, back shines it forward so all three of them are lit up yeah i don't know fair. that sounds that's fair no i think that's like, no, i think I that was such a normal time. question no, yeah we'll- one at a yeah, time. one at a time is good. I like that. <laughs> oh, but are we gonna? Are things gonna see us because of our light? Maybe. Just like, just like tie the flashlight on top of the bundle of wood, so that it's like higher up. <laughs> I need the audience to know that every once in a while, while Meg is listening to us ramble, they have this most maniacal smile on oh, their face, gosh. and she's scaring me. <laughs> it's. We're fine. We're okay. We're Honestly, doing this. Honestly, the anticipation is worse than anything else. <laughs> it's true. It's true. As you continue forward, um, the canyon walls, again, they're not like slot canyon territory. If any of you have ever seen pictures of like Zion National Park, like the Narrows, where it's like 
you can't put your arms all the way out to the side without like touching canyon wall. It is not to that point. I would say you probably have a good like 40 feet um, of space between. But um, as you go, the reflection of your flashlight kind of bouncing off the water um, as it runs sort of creates these ripples against uh, the walls flickering and casting shadows some places and light others. Cassidy, as you're kind of observing this, the way that your light is bouncing off the walls, for a split second you feel you see something reflecting off of the walls at you before it's gone. Turn the light off now. Light off now. Off? Okay. They don't like... They don't like... I think she'll take the light. I think that she recognizes that this thing would probably try to move from where she saw to probably behind to get a good vantage point and will shine it behind us. Make me a conflict roll. Ah! Oh gosh. Oh gosh. My exclamations are completely involuntary at this point. I didn't get any sixes. I got two ones, so... That is going to close our first scene. <laughs> Before that oh happens, gosh. I gain what is called narrative control. Cassidy, mm-hmm. you are wielding the flashlight, and you whirl around, and you flick on the light, and it doesn't turn on. You smack it against your hand, the sort of impact sound reflecting, reverberating off of the walls of the canyon around you, and you wait a beat, two, in pitch black, nothing but the very faint orange glow of the sky, the only thing differentiating between earth and air. The light flickers on, and you see a shadowy figure before plunging back into darkness. The light flickers again, and it is gone. These things are true. The world is dark. And Jay, since you failed the the role here, you will start with our first new truth. Any amount of time could have passed, we could pick up right where we left off. It is up to you all. But that is where we will begin, with nine truths this time and nine dice in the pool. Um, that experience lit an extreme fear and curiosity in Cassidy to where she was losing hours of sleep looking for any trace of these shadowy creatures. About 12 hours later, we found the dead body of our former co-worker. Not knowing what to do with the body, we set it to the side and place a piece of juniper wood, I'm learning, (laughs) in their hands instead of a bouquet. Uh, Cassidy preoccupied with the search for whatever she had seen, has taken to scribbling drawings of it in the field journal. The only consistent thing, a large dark mass and a pale 
ghostly white face with sunken eyes. Ah! <laughs> That's fine. Um, to help cope with all of this, the trio has learned of a new game called Dungeons and Dragons, and oh they have gosh. been playing it um, in times of hardship to help relieve the high stress tension. It's spoken into existence. It's canon. I love you. The rules were clear, Meg. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. <laughs> the dead body of our coworker had basic survival supplies. I'm talking like rope, tarp, maybe gauze. <laughs> that's what sure. I, that's like not a whole lot, but you know, basic. Within the next day of travel, we find uh, cave scratchings or canyon wall scratchings that look an awful lot like Cassidy's drawings. While Cassidy is preoccupied with these visions of the creature, the rest of you can't stop thinking of the state of the body you found. Large claw marks and most noticeably a wound on what used to be a leg that looked like something had just snapped it off. And we are alive. As you continue through the canyon, having paused to rest a moment in one of these outcroppings with these scratchings on the wall, if you were to look down at like any watches or any devices you have that might indicate, uh, it is daytime for what it's worth, nothing more than a marker of the passage of time. The water is beginning to slow, at least where you are right now. It currently is about mid-calf deep. Um, there are loose stones beneath you, um, but it's not treacherous or uh, anything like that. Uh, overhead, um, you occasionally will hear a bird call um, and more and more frequently a screeching sound, uh, that same hissing, squealing shriek. I think in both self-soothing and, you know, traveling in silence at times, only hearing these horrible things, Bailey will sort of sing softly when things get a little too noisy, just to maybe drown out the sound a little. She's not particularly good, it's just like a mom singing a lullaby or something, just to insert more than screams. Logan's fist clenches every time they hear any sort of like screeching noise, including birds, um, like just a, as a very like instinctive reaction. And I think from the outside, it just looks like they are like, you know, doing like the Arthur meme thing where they're getting like upset. But <laughs> ultimately, if you like opened their palm and looked, you could see like the fingernail indents on their palm trying to like keep themselves calm. I think Cassidy, while walking, has sort of has her undershirt on and has taken off her like white button up shirt and is making small adjustments to the hems and stuff as they walk. Uh, continuing to sort of sew 
small but different embellishments into it as a self-soothing method, trying to drown out the screech, the intensity coming from Logan, and the singing coming from Bailey. I think it's all too much, and I think she's just, like, slightly muttering to herself under her breath as she meticulously and finessely does that. After some time, the screeches from the creatures seem to become less frequent, but the screechings from birds become more. It's hard, again, to tell where exactly they're coming from, but if you were to give your best guess, you would assume farther down the canyon. And as you continue to walk through this more stagnant part, you find what looks to be like a dead deer sitting in the water. It is not good for drinking. Don't drink that water. Don't drink water with dead things in it. Pro survival tip from Meg. I had a prepper phase in second grade. That's the the big takeaway. Don't drink (laughs) dead water. I need that on my shirt. I had a prepper phase in second grade. (laughs) That tells you anything about who I am as a person. (laughs) Um, And you see uh, these birds, you see them kind of um, circling, coming down into the canyon and pecking at the corpse of this, uh, this deer. Seem to be not necessarily like a fawn, somewhere between that and a, a, a buck. You can see just the beginning of little antlers starting to grow in, but it seemed to be doing fairly well until it died. No, that's fine. I was just wondering, is there a way for me to... I know that they're small horns, so is there a way for me to remove them from the... I was literally just about to do that. Oh, you're so <laughs> smart. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, if you wanted to, um, I would have you make a conflict roll. Okay. Um, I'm not going to describe it in detail because I think that's a little yucky. But uh, go ahead. Um, who wants to do it? I mean, Ooh, you both true. have the idea. One for each. <laughs> what it's a group I mean, activity. I am, I am going to burn through your ones. Do it, do it, uh, pull the trigger, I think, do it. I think you had really good luck last time. I think you should do the roll as long as we each get one. <laughs> Share them. Okay. Share the antlers. Share the antlers. And uh, Bailey will keep her juniper stick to fend off any creatures. <laughs> okay, uh, one six and one one. Okay. So but I'm going to just burn, I'm the... just going to burn oh. for fun my resourceful virtue. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just a, a little mechanic here. Each of our players has what is called a vice, a virtue, and a moment. These are shuffled and scrambled. These are traits and things that can happen in-game. They can choose to sacrifice that part of themselves to re-roll any ones. So you have just one one. You'll re-roll it, potentially saving the one, um, rolling another success. I get to roll um, a dice as well, but uh, it, it doesn't take away from your narrative control. I only rolled a something else i take it back i rolled two sixes i just didn't see the other six because it was hard to see it looked like a five um (laughs) i did re-roll my one and got a five instead so we still have a pool amazing look at you go yeah Um, so you also have narrative control tell me um you don't have to tell me how you get the horns but just that you have them and what is your plan for them logan knows that she doesn't know how to do this as well but she gets uh, Cassidy's paleontological help uh, with bones and how to best break them and uh, yeah ends up with two 
beginnings of antlers and gives one to Cassidy. As you kind of like approach, all the birds kind of scattered and scrambled, leaving their uh, cause, you know, kind of like echoing down the canyon. You hear another sort of screech mixed in with it, but it's mostly masked by the sound of the birds fluttering. Um, can I see where the birds land within view or like what yeah, direction sure. they're headed? A lot of them kind of uh, fly up and out toward the rim of the canyon. I would say from where you are, it's probably about like 30 feet walls up. And uh, a couple of them kind of like go and perch over on any shrubbery in the area, just kind of looking and waiting for you to leave to continue their meal. You know, hearing them scream like that, it's comforting to actually see a creature making that noise instead of it just coming from the darkness. You know? Yeah. 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 One of them. It's okay. I actually don't know what to do with this, and she hands the other antler to Cassidy. Um, I think Cassidy looks and says, oh, um, th- thank you. Um, and I think she's going to walk over to where the deer's corpse is, um, and is also going to take a little bit of hide from it um not trying to mangle it or anything still trying to be respectful of its state of being but is going to take a little bit of the hide and is gonna kind of wash it off best she can and start just like lightly drying it out hanging it from one of her suspenders clips as you kind of like approach again the flashlight kind of uh casting shadows on the wall you do so uh i'm gonna have you roll a conflict roll just to see how that goes um, for sure but yeah rolling with a pool of nine um i only got one one i got one six great job you skin it you get some hide you're drying it out um and as you kind of continue forward um you see that the water pools kind of because there is a step in the canyon the way that it has formed there's like a large piece of rock or a boulder that has fallen from the top that has blocked up the ways and you know over the years rocks and gravel have come in to fill that in but if you are to continue down this way you're going to have to climb down probably like 20 feet of uh, boulder face uh, to get to the next sort of level of water Cassidy will turn to Logan or Bailey. I forgot exactly who found the pack. Logan. Logan. I actually just Mm -hmm. said that we found it. I didn't specify who, so it doesn't matter. We'll turn to whoever because Cassidy doesn't have it. And we'll say, "Um, it looks like there's a a bit of boulder we got to climb down. Um, Does anyone have anything to... I don't know, maybe in that fancy schmancy hacker's bag we found. Um, is there like a rope. a rope or? Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. At this point, as you are digging around in the bag, you hear um, again the flutter of wings. Um, as you had left the corpse of the deer, all the birds had flown back, but it seems now that something else has disturbed them, as they screech and caw and flap away, the sounds traveling around the bend to where you are. You hear one of these bird cries cut short, mangled and garbling at the end, and large splashing as something seems to be thrashing about in the water. It's quiet for a moment, 
before you hear the sound of water splashing and moving and you can see ripples coming from around the bend toward where you are. All right, no time to waste. Yeah. yeah. I take the rope out as quickly as possible and try to... uh, Is there a a small sort of branch that's attached to like a rock, like grew out of a a crack in the rock? Yeah, we'll say that you can find a a piece of... uh, like scrub oak or something that's kind of growing out of the wall. My goal here uh, is to tie the rope in in such a way that like the base of this wood will hold our weight, but after we're done can be pulled hard enough, like yanked so that we can keep the rope so it doesn't just stay on this boulder Mm -hmm. face. That's my Um, goal. I'll need you to make a conflict roll, please, to get that set up. Get that conflict. In 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 a time Get crunch. Conflicted. Oh. E. Okay, we two ones, but I do have a six. You're able to tie it in such a way that you feel you'll be able to like if you walk with it and pull it far enough in the direction of like the end of the branch, you should be able to like loosen it. But if you stay close to the canyon wall for your descent, it should hold. Who is going first? I'm gonna need a conflict roll for the group and I'll let you decide who rolls it. I think in true uh, vice of being cowardice, this the, the fear of staying outweighs the fear of going. So Bailey will go first. Okay, please roll uh, your pool of seven now. That's a fun face for me to see. Oh, oh, no. <gasps> there is <Please>. four ones. <gasps> okay. And no sixes. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, we're gonna die. That this is a failure, and I have narrative control. Maybe this will be a one-parter. <laughs> <laughs> As Logan is finishing tying, perhaps Bailey, in her flight, goes a little too soon. She grabs the rope and starts descending before it is completely tied and the rope slips, causing you to fall. You are sort of facing the wall, walking backwards down. And when the rope slips, you fall and kind of land on your back in the water. You are lucky that it's not shallower than it is. However, it's not exactly deep either. And you feel a impact on the back of your head and we will begin our next scene. Oh, God! (laughs) Oh, my word. These things are true. The world is dark. Bailey falls unconscious for a couple of hours. The other two are able to kind of use the rock face as a slide down. And since they're going down facing forward, they're able to reach the bottom without any incident. Look how nice I am. As soon as we slide down, Logan and Cassidy are able to pull Bailey out of the water and using some of the tools Bailey had collected are able to stop Eddie bleeding from making it a deadly injury. In the meantime, Logan collected the rope. After coming to a few hours later, 
Bailey has forgotten the past 24 hours. Cassidy, while Logan was assisting Bailey, um, recounts later on that she saw the figure illuminated something dark against a slightly less dark background. And as she watched, it seemed to melt into the earth. This is something that she shares with everybody. While looking through the bag that we had picked up previously for supplies, Cassidy finds a tiny canister of what looks like an explosive powder um, that's very tiny, and she keeps it in her hand and pockets it and doesn't say anything. And we we are are alive! But do we want to be? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Amazing. You guys are so skilled and talented. Okay, sorry. I'm just amazed. Um, Okay, we have a pool of eight dice currently. We are in our eighth scene. In the time that has passed, uh, you have sort of traveled with Bailey uh, unconscious and come to an area that you deem not exactly safe, but safe enough. Um, as Logan tends to Bailey's wound, Cassidy stands with the two antlers gripped between her fists, keeping an eye out for whatever it is that is following them. Whether she's looking to be safe or looking to learn, I'll let you decide, but eventually Bailey wakes up, you discuss what you discuss, and you make a decision. Ahead of you, the canyon diverges. One area seems to open, another seems to get closer. The walls of the canyon growing closer together to the point where it goes around a corner and you're not quite sure how tight it gets. Well, Logan, you chose last time. You had good reasoning. Thoughts? both feel like bad options but I suppose I'd rather have a little wiggle room than not personally whatever y'all think is best um, I'm down for that so whatever that looks like I think you're right more space is better Bailey you Bailey you really don't remember the Things. Well, like? I mean, like from a couple days ago with the flashlight and stuff, but no. I don't think you remember this either, but um, next time try not to rappel down a rope until it's tied. Hmm. That does sound like me. All right, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> My I don't word. know. Sometimes I just get a little flighty. <laughs> no, I get it. Just um, you know, I don't need you to die out here. So sorry for the scare. I really didn't mean it. No, I I, I know you didn't. wider path it is 
you continue forward, and as you sort of enter this uh, wider space, you see more of these markings on the wall, these scratches and these carvings. Cassidy, it's more of an anthropological find than a paleontological find. I'm hoping I said that right. Um, yeah, vibe you did great. Um, Sounded good. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, say the confidence right. of like a white man, you know, and just yeah. <laughs> from there. You're able to see that some of these, uh, most of these, don't seem old. They seem fairly recent. Is there any signs of, I guess, life, if that makes sense? Is there any signs of like people being around here, or is it just. Um... Make me a conflict roll, please. Oh, I get to make a conflict roll, too. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Great. As candles go out, I get dice that I can use. Ah! The, I, the only thing that I can do with it is seize narrative control. So I'm only rocking with two dice here. Gotcha. Uh, one, 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 six. So we take one, but we win. I thought you were saying the numbers like one, 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 six. And I was like, hey, buddy, why are you so chill right now? Do you want to burn anything? Because that would be a bright time. (laughs) Throw it away. Nah, I live a life on the edge. I did not roll any sixes. So you can describe to me uh, your success, whatever that looks like to you. I think that this is going to sound like a not success, but it is going to be a success, if that makes sense. I think that Cassidy feels very, very confident that there is no signs of any other people who have been around here. But I think that she knows for sure that that's been um, taken off. You can see that along sort of this path, the water has begun to kind of pick up again. Not to a dangerous level, just that there is movement happening, which is generally better than having stagnant water. And you can see these markings uh, along the walls. They seem to be depicting this creature, whatever it is. Um, Again, it's nebulous, it's ambiguous, it's strange and not very clear, but you see that pale, ghostly face, and you see what look to be, like, one of the other recurring things you see looks like almost scorpion claws. Scorpion I have gotten claws. very familiar with those over the last couple of days. Well, not last couple of days. Uh, at the beginning of your trip, one of your safety officers reminded you all to shake out your boots every morning before putting them on, before you go out in the field, just to ensure you didn't have any surprise hermits living in there uh, overnight. <laughs> and that is something repeated that you are seeing in these depictions, these claws that look to be quite sharp, and that would certainly explain the missing leg on the body you found earlier. Oh, that's concerning. I don't like that. I think all of Cassidy's drawings from now on will have the same claws in them, too. Even though she hasn't seen them personally, I think that they would include that. Um, I think she looks at the water... And she looks to the group and says, if we're, is the goal here to be looking for, like, answers for something? Or are we looking for civilization? Because generally, if we follow any body of water downstream, um, that will take us to the closest, I guess, living people, towns. So, um, 
and there's there's plenty of water at least this way so what's our goal here are we just walking to walk <laughs> no i want out uh, what kind of question is that well i just figured we we haven't we've just sort of been picking a direction and going we haven't really been I, I don't know. It seems wherever we go, this thing Sorry, just following wanna, us. So you can walk in the front. No, that wasn't a jab against you or anything. It was just me asking, "What are we doing?" I'm pretty sure Bailey at least has a concussion. So, um, and hopefully nothing worse. So if um, we can get somewhere that has an actual medical doctor that would be awesome that oh, that would probably PhD. be helpful the headache no. is is yeah. not really subsiding so yeah. thank you we did fall up a ways yeah i think what you said is smart cassidy we should follow the water i mean regardless of the sciences that we have learned and that we study, we all know that that's true. That's a truth we can agree on. Hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. Haley will awkwardly look between the two of them like, hmm, conflict. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess, um, truce or I don't know, I wasn't really trying to pick a fight, but... I mean, you could clearly kick my ass, so... Don't. <laughs> you know. I... Well, no one's here to kick anyone else's ass. We're just trying to get out. Well, I think we should maybe try following the water. But if that's, um... I don't know. Whatever. No, that's yeah. fine with me. Let's do that. Okay. Um, do you do you want someone else to lead for a while, then? I don't really care. <laughs> it just sounded like Cassidy wasn't happy with the choices that were being made, so. Oh, I'm just a, not a happy person in general. That's not anything against the decisions. <laughs> but, I'm, I mean, you can lead, or if you want me to lead, I, I don't think Bailey should lead. Looks and Bailey's kind of going cross-eyed a little bit. <laughs> and he's like, um, I mean, unless you want to. I think it's probably still Logan. <laughs> Probably yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to make me a uh, another one of these chickens. Happily, conflict road. Ah, that's a fail. No successes. No two ones, zero sixes. You um sort of start going, and you're able to sort of make your way through this wider area before it sort of pinches back down again. And after a while, 
you see the water sort of funneling into a chute but it is not large enough for you to uh, get down it seems to be like a hole in the bedrock that the water is going down um, you could risk going down but as a group you decide it's better to sort of backtrack and attempt to make your way toward the narrows this sort of narrower canyon wall and that is where we will end this scene um, one last little uh, treat for you before you go Cassidy mm-hmm. sort of uh, hanging in the back keeping Bailey in the middle as you're walking you sort of get close to this bedrock this hole where you see the water funneling down you shine your flashlight down in it and you see the way that the water is bubbling and it's picking up and foaming as it sort of goes down almost this giant drain and as you look down you see a pale white face staring back at you and that is where we're going to end the first part of our 10 candles <laughs> oh, in one shot. I got oh, pills no, down thank my spine. you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're about to get cracking back into part two. So tune oh back in next week to get your uh, timbers shivered. Um, <laughs> we're doing pirates now, I guess. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for listening. We are Spells and Whistles. Thank you so much again to Bunny for joining us. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> our cover art for this mini series was made by Anastasia and our music was made by Ben. Thank you both so much. Follow us on socials at Spells and Whistles Pod on uh, social uh, socials and also Spells underscore Whistles on Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Second time. Fabulous. You did, that. You did great. Awesome. All right. Farewell. <laughs>